I love all of you, though. So, amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to encourage you just a little bit. Can anybody stand to be encouraged just a little bit to start your week off? Amen. Can you give me a big old amen? All right. I want you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I want to encourage you with something the Lord's really been encouraging me with for the past six or seven months. All of us go through struggles, hard times, uh, uh, pain. Anybody had any pain lately in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your finances? We all go through stuff, and I, and I'm, uh, I was led to go to these verses. This Bible that I'm speaking from uh, this morning, I, I work in elementary school, and I have a very challenging class. I work in, in special ed. So I have this Bible in my classroom when things get a little tough. And uh, uh, probably seven, seven months ago, the Lord led me to these uh, passages of Scripture. And I want to encourage you with it. This is what God's been encouraging me. So I just want to speak this to you and build you up, lift you up, cheer you up, hopefully, and, and help you to have a great week this week. <clears throat> so 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to be begin reading in verse 12, but I want you to know, if you don't know it, everybody in this room has a purpose. Amen? We all have a purpose. God has a plan for our life. And I want to talk about something today maybe you think about, maybe you don't think about, but hopefully we'll, we'll get it on our mind today. There's something that you have that would either help you with that purpose or hurt you concerning your purpose. Now, I don't, I don't have a lot of my... I have a few of my Wednesday night kids. Do y'all remember where God says we have superpowers at? Say it. Our tongue. Proverbs 18.21. Can anybody quote that in here? Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you have superpowers, whether you do it or not, in your mouth. Your words can build up, lift up. Your words can beat up. That's your choice, right? When you think about your purpose, it's important what we say, especially when you're going through a hard time, especially when you're going through a tough time in your life. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, <coughs> begins with this word, fight. Now, some people just read that and close the Bible, and they go start all kind of fights at home with their spouse or in the church or at work, and, and we all know that life can be a fight, and you, you know as well as I do, and I know this working in the school system, most fights, probably 99.9% .9 fights, are started by somebody mouthing off to somebody else. Can I get an amen? I would venture to say there's probably some of you in here today that maybe you got your mouth got you in trouble at some point in time in your life. I know you're saved, sanctified, feel the Spirit now, but be back before you knew God, your mouth probably got you in trouble. You said that one extra thing. You had to say just one more thing. You had to run your mouth just one more time, and it got you in a lot of trouble, right? I've, I got a couple of uh, smart Alex comments that I'll read to you and see if this might get you in trouble if you say things like this. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings when I called you ugly. I thought you already knew. That'll probably get you in trouble, right? Uh, the cashier, are you buying these? No, I'm going to spill them. I just wanted to show you first. Have you ever met somebody like that? Just a smart mouth. I mean, they're just, they're just a know-it-all. Uh, keep rolling your eyes. Maybe you'll find a brain back there. 
I know some of y'all in here, y'all going to use these. I, already, I can tell by some just your thinking, right? Teacher, where's your book? At home having more fun than I am right now. It's going to get you in trouble. Okay? Uh, if you ran as much as you ran your mouth, you'd be in great shape. Ooh, that hurt right there. That's, that touched a nerve for somebody. It got a little quiet right there, didn't it? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not insulting you. I'm describing you. Unless your name is Google, stop acting like you know everything. Somebody's going to use that, I'm sure. Okay. Teacher, why are you talking during my lesson? Why are you teaching during my conversation? It's going to get you in trouble, y'all. Uh, just a couple more. The police, where were you between four and six? Kindergarten. Uh, if a policeman pulls you over, never ask them, are you Andy or Barney? Don't do that, okay? All right. Proverbs 10, 19 says, when, when there are many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is wise. Proverbs 17, 28 said, even, even, a, uh, even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. All right. Just look at your neighbor and go, do that real quick. Come on, look at him. Come on, help me today. Look at your neighbor. Look at somebody. Just tell them. Right. First Timothy 6, 12. It says these words. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and have made a good confession before many witnesses. I'm going to read that again. Fight the good fight. Life can be a fight, but the Bible said it can be a good fight when it's a fight of faith. Right? When you know that you win, when we know 100 years from now, whatever we're going through, we know that we're going to be with Jesus forever and forever, right? And so what we're going through, what, what, where I'm going to is greater than what I'm going through right now. Amen? So it helps me to stay a little focused. But th these scriptures have encouraged me through the years. But I just want to show you something that I never saw before. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold on eternal life to which you were called and have, have made a good confession before many witnesses. Now, in, in that scripture, there's... There's good fight, and there's good confession. There's good fight, and there's good confession. To have a, a good fight requires a good confession. If you're going to have a good fight, it requires that you have a good confession. If, you, if, you, if you're a boxer and you walk into the ring and you go, man, I'm going to lose. Look at that guy. You've already lost. By your words and your attitude, you've already lost before you even started the fight. So a good fight requires a good confession. Would you say that with me? A good fight requires a good confession. Say it out loud. A good fight requires a good confession. Now, when I was a kid, I remember Muhammad Ali, three-time heavyweight world champion of the world. I mean, and, and he would, his confession would be, th I mean, you know, people thought he was cocky, but he backed it up. He said, I am the greatest, and he was many times, right? He would say things like, uh, what, float like a butterfly? Singing like a bee, the hands can't hit what the eyes can't, and he backed it up. That was his confession. A good fight requires a good confession. Say that again. A good fight requires a good confession. Now, life can be a fight. I've said that, and, and for me, about back in November, I've entered into a fight physically. I've had a herniated disc since November in my lower back, and it has really took me out. It's really messed with me the last several months. 
And so I, I began to go to these scriptures because I just have had a lot of pain in my body. Anybody had a lot of pain in your body or maybe pain in your finances, we said before, or just pain, you're just hurting somewhere. And God took me to these scriptures, fight the good fight of faith. You know, it's important how we talk during times of discouragement. And there are times my wife has heard me say things discouraging, say things that are not encouraging concerning my health. You know, when you're hurting, sometimes you, you say things because you don't feel good, right? Can I get a witness, right? And so it's important how you talk when you're hurting. It's important how you talk when you're discouraged. It's important what you say during those tough times, those difficult times. And so, you know, the Apostle Paul said things like, uh, we're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. That's a good confession of faith. We're not denying what we're going through. I got knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Uh, I have pressure on all sides, but I'm not crushed. He went on to say, that is the spirit of faith. I believe, and therefore I speak. You know that whatever you believe, that's what you're going to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you believe is what you're going to speak, right? Do you believe you're more than the conqueror through Christ? Wave at me if you do. Do you believe you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength and energy? I, I mean, no, the older you get, the older I get, I quote that. Lord, I thank you. I can do all things through the, through the strength and energy that you give me. Everybody say energy. Energized by the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all need that, right? So it's important how we talk. A good fight requires a good confession. Say that one more time. A good fight requires a good confession. All right? So I begin reading the next verse. I, I'll be honest with you. All the years that I used to look at these verses of Scripture and think about the good fight of faith, I never looked at verse 13. Never really studied it out. And so I was just looking at it at work one day. And it says, in the presence of God who gives life and before Jesus Christ, listen to this, who gave a good confession before Pontius Pilate, before the governor, before Jesus was headed to the cross. It was the most trying time of his life. He would actually give his life for you and for me. And he made a good confession on the way to the cross. Some of us would be like, man, I can't believe I'm in a situation. I should have never got up this morning. You know, a lot of times, you know, the Bible said do all things without complaining or arguing. But a lot of times we find ourselves right there complaining. We're just whistling for the devil when we're saying those things. But a good fight requires a good confession. Jesus is our example. He made the good confession before the governor. And so I, I said, well, what did Jesus say? So let's, let's look at that, John chapter 18. And I ain't going to speak long today, so you're going to. We're going to be able to get out early and beat some of them other people to some of their meeting places. So you should, be, you should already be encouraged unless you're fasting today, all right? I'm speaking life to you right now. Somebody say amen. <coughs> so we're reading in John chapter 18. Now, the, the chapter, John 18, begins with Jesus being betrayed by Judas. Has anybody ever been betrayed by somebody close to you or ever been hurt by somebody? Jesus, I mean, they were together three and a half years, and here someone closest to him denied him, right? He's going through a tough situation. Peter, I mean, his, his main guy denies him three times, says you don't even know him, right? And so Jesus has got all this that's, that's hanging on him, but the Bible said he made a good confession. Maybe you got some stuff hanging on you today, but you need to make a good confession, 
A good fight requires a good confession. I want to say that because it gets in our heart and our spirit. A good fight requires a good confession. And nobody can make that confession except you for your life. Am I right? You have to make that confession over your life. I am going to make it in Jesus' name. It's getting better and better all the time. Ecclesiastes 7, 8, 9 says the end of a thing is better than the beginning. I might have started off wrong, but I'm going to finish up right. I'm going to finish up strong in Jesus' name, right? A good fight requires a good confession. And so we need to have that. Jesus had that before Pilate. We'll begin reading in verse 35. And have you know that when you get older, it's hard to see things like you used to could when you were kids. Maybe nobody else, but. Blurry, so we're going to swap out. Much better. I can't see y'all now, but this looks really good right here. So now I'm going to stick with this. In uh, verse, thir- we'll pick up 35. I'm not a Jew, Emma, Pilate replied. Your own nation and chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. As it is, my kingdom does not have its origin here. And so Jesus is talking. He's, he's, he's getting ready to make a good confession. He's heading to the cross. He's been betrayed. He's been denied. And in chapter 19, he's going to be whipped with the cat of nine tails. It's got this, a whip with metal and rocks. He's going to rip his flesh up, and they're going to put the crown of thorns on his head, and they're going to nail him to the cross. And Jesus got all this stuff that's getting ready to take place. He's got that cross he's, that he's heading to, but he's getting ready to make a good confession. And I'll be honest with you, I never saw this before. So this, this encouraged me, so I want to en- encourage you. I want to build you up this morning to prepare you for this week. And I, this Bible, I, I thought this was NIV. I, I, I didn't know what it was. I, I read the, the next verse in the New King James says something like, Are you king? He said, You say rightly, I'm a king. For this cause I was... I was born, and for this cause, I've come into the world. But I want you to, I want you to listen to this verse. In this translation, it says, "You are a king." Then Pilate asked, "You say that I'm a king?" Listen to this, and this hit me. This came off the page. Jesus said, "I was born for this." It touched me so much, I got Missy May to make me a t-shirt with this. Thank you. Everybody say, I was born for this. Now, that is a good confession, my friend. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your this is, but Jesus said, I was born for this. I don't know if it's just trying to get those kids raised and and, and get that education or, or a certain type of ministry or or a job or whatever your this is, just making it every week. But I like that. I was born for this. Would you just real politely look at your neighbor and say, I was born for this cause, Christ. Help me out. If there is someone behind you and they're breathing down on your neck, just look back at them and say, hey, I was born for this. And tell them, stop breathing so heavy. Just tell God, God, I was born for this. I'll tell him like he means it. Lord, I was born for this. You think about, I mean, uh, you think about 
ministry. We love your kids. That's why we act like a kid. That's why we do what we do. That's why we have VBS and we come up with all kind of games and and dances and and we teach and we put it on their level. We're you know, the Bible said train up a child in the way they should go. When they get older, they won't depart from it. That's true. We're sowing seed into your kids. It's not just about playing on the playground or playing dodgeball or some kind of game. We're sowing the word into their very heart. And guess what? We was born for this. I don't know what your this is, but I was born for this. I want to challenge you. As you think about Jesus, and I'm tripping up over here. You think about Jesus as he was getting ready to go through the most difficult time in his life. The Bible said he made the good confession. I was born for this. Let me read on. It says, I was born for this, and I've come to this world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of truth listens to my voice. Everybody say, I was born for this. Now, we're not saying I'm perfect at this. We're not saying I'll never make a mistake at this. But we're just simply making the confession, I was born for this. You were born for this. God has called you for something. Jeremiah 29, 11, who can quote that back to me? Say it loud. Come on, say it. I know that God's called. He said, I know the plans I have for who for your neighbor or for you. I know the plans I have for you. Is it to harm you or hurt you? No. Remember, we, we sang about that. God's good. Am I right? God's good, right? Even when you're at your worst, God is good. He said not to hurt you, but to give you a future and a hope. I've come this morning just to encourage you. Get your hopes up. Amen. Get your hopes up. Whatever your this is, you were born for that. I encourage you to start walking in that. If you don't know what that is, find, ask God. Find out what your this is and start walking in it and say, you know what? I was born for this. I was born, even though I messed up, even though I'm going through some, some pain and some hurt right now, I was born for this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, a good fight requires a good confession. In John chapter 1, verse 22, they asked John these, this question. Listen to this. They said, who are you? And what do you say about yourself? Isn't that a good question today? Who are you? You you can give your name. And what do you say about yourself? Because some people look in the mirror and they go, stupid. God, you're ugly. Mm. Zip. Oh, man. Gain five pounds. Who are you and what do you say about yourself? That's important. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. A good fight requires a good confession. You need to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and say, I am somebody. Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Right? Amen. Listen to this. Philemon 1 and verse 6. Paul said, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective. Listen to this. By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Don't you know that if Christ is in you, every good thing is in you also? And I know this to be a truth, Romans 8, 28. All good things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Amen? And so you were born for this. Whatever your this is, you were born for it. I encourage you, maybe somebody felt like giving up. Maybe you've had that goal on time or two in your life. Don't give up. Tell yourself, don't give up. 
Don't quit. Quit quitting. You were born for this. A good fight requires a good confession. I'm going to ask Allison to come back up here for just a second. I told you it wasn't going to be long. We want to uh, sing a, a song over you that's a good confession. Before we do, I want you to stand up. Stand up this morning. You've done well. You've, you've sat. You've listened. Hopefully you've been encouraged. You were born for this, though. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever trial, tribulation you may be going through, you were born for this. You can make it. There may be somebody here today, though, you know, the, the number one reason you were born is to be born again. The number one reason that we, we, we are here is so that we can be with Jesus forever and forever. And so I'm going to ask you first of all, I'll ask everybody just to bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I just want to put it out there. We're going we're gonna to pray. If you're in here this morning, you say, you know what, I, I need to get Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart, in my life. You can slip your hand up and ask us to pray for you. We won't embarrass you, but if there's somebody here, you say, I need Jesus in my heart, in my life. You can pray something like this. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I know that I'm a sinner. I know you died for me. And I know on the third day you rose again so that I could have life, so that I could be forgiven of all my sins, so that I could live and not be in bondage anymore. And I thank you for that. The Bible said, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. If you're in here and you are saved and you do love the Lord, but I want you to think about your purpose. Think about what God's called you to do. Nobody can do it like you can. And we're going to listen to you. Just listen to this song. This is a simple, a simple course, simple confession. But we want to sing this over you in closing this morning. The song itself, the words, are good for you to just speak every day over your life. You know, I was at my daughter's house. I'm just going to share this. And I went in her bathroom to wash my hands. I looked on the side, and she had this board on the wall. And she had a bunch of scriptures listed on it brag on her she's been doing that all her life putting scriptures on the wall in her mirror so that she sees them and she can confess them over her life that's very important for you and for me to do that it helps build you up because you're hearing the word from your own mouth and it's so good so you know if you want to write the words to this down it's such a good confession I still have a future just to wait and see I still have a tomorrow 
not through with me. Come on, lift your hands and speak that over yourself. I still have a future. Yes, I do. Just you wait and see. That's a good confession. I still have a tomorrow. Saying God's not through with me. God's not through with me. Come on, sing. I still have a future. And I still have a future. Yes, I do. Just you wait and see. Come on, if you're breathing here today, you got a future. And I still have a tomorrow. And it's good, it's good. God's not through with me. Singing, I still have a future. I'm singing. I still have a future. Just you wait and see. I still have a tomorrow. God's not through with me. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for every soul that's in this room right now, Lord. I thank you for the call that's upon everyone's life, the purpose and the destiny that you have in each one's heart here today, Lord. Help us all to know what we were born for, the reason why we're here, what you've called us to do. And Lord, help us to fight the good fight of faith with a good confession, Lord. Help us to be champions of the faith this week. We thank you so much. We love you and we thank you for all the good things that you do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. I want you, you to remember today.